Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new and settling stories, taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. About three years ago, I was 38 weeks pregnant. My husband and I lived in what we called our village. It was two dead-end streets off a highway with forests beyond the ends of the roads, and a small local store at the corner of one street. We called it the village, because our trailer park neighbors were my aunt, uncle and cousin's trailer, and then my husband's brother and nieces. Then my grandma's house was on the next street over. My other aunt, uncle, and cousins lived with her at the time. My husband and I were about 21 years old then. My best friend Ray was visiting me from college and had spent the night with us. The next day, we decided to walk up my street, down the highway past the store, and then down my grandma's street and back through the woods to my house. This was to try to help get labor started as my pregnant belly was huge and my back hurt often. We were talking while I hobbled with her down the highway, when a white truck rode by rather slowly. I knew the speed limit was 55, and this guy had to be going like 25 miles per hour. Through the driver's window, I saw a bald white man, maybe in his 50s, rubbernecking right at us. At this time, it looked like there might have been someone else in the passenger seat. The truck was kind of old, but I didn't know the year, make, model or even see the plates. Ray was talking and unbothered until I said, hey, that guy just went by really slowly. I don't think that was anyone I know. She replied with something like, oh, I didn't even notice. We were halfway to the store, less than two minutes later, when we saw him coming back from the other direction. I said, that's him again, get in the grass. Since we were on what would have been his right side, we went down the slope of grass off the road We were still in front of people's houses because the section of highway is lined with residences between the dead-end streets. He passes us slowly again, and when I turn to look behind us, he's slowing down even further as he finds a spot and starts to turn the truck around again. I told Ray to run, so we ran. I was doing the best I could being super pregnant. We thought about going to the store, but decided to head for my grandma's up the other street instead. Her house was up the hill at the end, but it wasn't a long run. When we got up the hill, I looked back again to see his truck pulling into the store parking lot. As we made it into my grandma's house, she and my aunt were sitting at the table, and we told them what had just happened. My aunt made a police report right away. I was afraid to at first, thinking that maybe I was being paranoid. What if it was someone I knew, and they were just trying to say hi? Maybe it was all a waste of the police's time. Turns out there had been other reports of a man creeping around the neighborhoods. Someone in another trailer parked down the highway reported that her kids were outside playing when a man emerged from the woods trying to lure one of them in. The kids hollered for their mom, and as she came out, she threatened the man, so he ran off. It continues. A few more times we think we see his truck, but are not sure if it's him, since one of the other local residents also has a white truck. My family had yet to see the truck, so they couldn't identify it. At some point when I wasn't home, a few of my cousins were playing outside. 
Their ages ranged from 10 to 15. This time, the truck came rolling down our little street past them. He turned around at the end, came back up, and stopped right next to them. They said he was trying to lure my 11-year-old cousin to the truck, but he said no, and they all ran back into my aunt's house. We had talked with the children about what was going on in the neighborhood lately, so I think they had a good idea. One more thing happened before the report stopped. I had my baby at about 40 weeks. My husband, his friend, the baby, and I were all home. Baby was about a week old at this point. We got a call from my aunt at my grandma's house that they had seen the man real up close and personal. My two female teen cousins were in their room. It was getting dark out, but for some reason my cousin went to open the blinds to the window, and there was the man, squatting on the AC unit staring at them. They screamed and he jumped off and ran into the woods behind the house. My aunt promptly called the police. My husband and his friends later went out with guns and flashlights to search for him, but didn't find a thing. I believe he was parking his truck somewhere and then stalking houses from the forest. My husband and I actually used to walk through those woods and never had any issues, as it was private land that we had permission to walk on. It also seems that this man did not have a preference for age or gender. He was looking for anyone he could get for whatever sick reason. Around this time, there had been police sent to patrol the highway and or sit on the side of the road waiting, keeping an eye out for him throughout those weeks, but they never caught him. I still wonder sometimes if he was someone from out of town and hope maybe somewhere he gets busted before something bad happens. But let's be real, we might never know. I'd like to tell you a story that my mother always repeats when we talk about creepy stuff. This happened to her about eight years ago, and according to her, this is the scariest thing that has happened to her in her life. Some context. My mother is a classic stay-at-home mom, and my dad a working man, so the old school stuff. My mother spent all her time taking care of my five siblings and myself, and our 60-pound hunting dog. That dog is a cutie and most certainly does not look dangerous, unless she really wants to show it. A few times a week, my mother would drive the dog to the nearest forest. It was a spot where a handful of people would usually walk their dogs. Ours was an absolute energy machine, so the woods were a good place to power her out a bit. On an afternoon in autumn, my mother did just that. It was slightly chilly outside, but not too cold. My mother drove to the spot where the trail starts, those who walk the same route usually park their cars in the same spot. The path through the forest runs circular and starts and ends back at the parking area, perfect for walking dogs. To her relief, there was only one other car there, which was perfect because that meant that there weren't very many other dogs to whom our dog could be a bitch to. She really has no patience with other doggos. My mom and the canine walk the path for about 10 minutes. So far, they haven't seen a soul. It was a Monday afternoon, and seemingly those two were the only pair on the trail. When picking up the ball, which was dropped by our dog, my mother actually has to turn around because it rolled behind her. There, she sees a man wearing a long beige trench coat and woolly hat, about 30-some-odd meters behind her, walking on the same path. She locked eyes with him, but no greetings or waves were exchanged. 
Now, there is nothing odd about people keeping their distance while walking. But what struck my mother was that this guy has no dog with him. Kind of abnormal for this trail, but maybe he was just in need of a hike. So my mother turns back towards the dog, who is eagerly waiting for her ball to be thrown. She continues walking down the path, and can still hear the footsteps of the man on the gravel, dirt, in the distance. Because they remain from the same distance, my mother doesn't turn around again. Don't want to creep the guy out, you know? Though my mother was feeling a bit uncomfortable herself. There's just something weird about somebody walking behind you, when you know they can see you, but you can't see them. After about five, maybe ten minutes more of walking, the sound of the man's footsteps on the gravel ceased to exist. My mother concludes that the guy must have left the trail at a recent crossing. She then decides to turn around out of curiosity. What she saw then was what set off the alarm bells. The man was not to be seen on the gravel path, but instead he was standing sideways behind a tree, right next to the path. This popped up several red flags for my mother, because it was super obvious that this was an attempt at hiding from her. From her angle, she could see a bit of his coat's shoulder and part of his leg. The man wasn't facing her. The way he was standing, he must have looked towards the trees on the other side of the gravel path. This way of standing sideways looked a lot like he was trying to make himself slim enough to be hidden behind a tree, and he was standing completely motionless. My mother began to be afraid. Something was up, because this just wasn't normal. She told me that at first she was thinking that this could be some weird flasher. We had some in the area a few years ago, a dude in a coat who would expose himself to women and children. But why would he hide like this then? That was my mother's next thought. Someone looking to commit an assault. That was her conclusion in her mind. Isolated woods, a woman alone with her cute dog, the sun was already beginning to set, and it was highly unlikely that somebody else would show up on the path shortly before darkness fell. She had to think quickly now. All I have to deter him is the dog. She might be big, but oblivious, and she's not much for attacking actual people. How do I utilize this dog to be scary? As smart as she is, my mom remembered the neighborhood cat, Max. This dickish cat used to shit in our yard and enjoyed taunting our dog. Because of that, my siblings and I often let the dog out and hyped her up by screaming, Find Max! Or, Where's Max? My mom did just that. In a frightened, but aggressive tone, she asked our dog to go find Max. And that's when our dog went absolutely ballistic, fletching her teeth and all, and doing those quick little barks that dogs are only known to do when they're in full-on attack mode. She went from harmless-looking and oblivious to a 60-pound predator who was seriously flipping around looking for that bitch cat. And thank God it worked. The trench coat creep turned to his left, jumped from behind the tree back on the gravel path, and ran back into the direction from which him and my mom originally came from. Full sprint. My mother didn't want to walk the same way back. She decided to continue hyping the dog up while running the rest of the trail until she reached the parking area. Once she reached her car... She was exhausted and powered fully on adrenaline. She knew that she just avoided a massive creeper. My dog was super happy. The doofus seemed pleased to have done her job of getting rid of Max the cat again. One thing my mother noticed in the parking area. 
the second car, which was there previously, was now gone, and only hers was left. She drove home relieved, but still kind of having to digest what had just happened. I remember how I was sitting on the couch with my dad when she came in. She was hyper as hell, and quickly told my dad what had happened. My father decided to get her into a car and drive straight to the police with her. On the way, he also stopped the car at the Forest Trail parking area, just to take a shallow look to see if this guy was near the area again, but no sight of him. They went to the police station and filed a report. At least they took it seriously. My mother gave a description of the man's face and clothing. Unfortunately, she did not memorize the license plate of the car, which was possibly his, and she was unsure of what the model and make were. The police sure as were concerned, though. There have been violent assaults in the area before, and there's still an unsolved murder to this day. But the perpetrators are always different. Apparently, the forest and our city are positioned at an intensely used traveling hub, because different highways and traveling roads concentrate in the area. The theory is that such creeps travel along those roads and look for different hunting grounds. We've never heard anything about this case again. Thankfully, nothing happened to my mother. And the trusty dog, who delivered in a time of need, had a long and happy life with lots of cheese and meat snacks. She died while being surrounded by all my siblings and me seven years later, at the lovely age of 16. She was an amazing dog, and I hope she felt all the love that we had for her as a family. A few years ago, I exited a train onto the station platform late one night. I realized that the only other person there was a tall, thin man with a hood pulled up over his head, who stepped out of the train car behind me. I didn't like this one bit. I did not like the idea that he could sneak up on me. So rather than run ahead, because I knew that with my short, corgi legs, anyone could easily overtake me, I looked around the platform for places where I could brace myself against something if he tried to throw me onto the platform like a trash can or a stairway. When I saw some benches ahead of me, I began to slow down, hoping that best case scenario, he'd walk past me, so I'd no longer have a potential serial killer attacking me from behind. Or worst case, I'd at least be emotionally prepared for whatever came next. He unfortunately slowed down as I slowed down, and when I realized he was unlikely to walk past me, I just stopped suddenly and did the, oh shit, did I lose my keys? hat down, thinking I could force him to walk past. He walked until he was directly next to me, turned his head, and said, Are you smart? He did not ask. He said. His delivery was flat, no inflection. It sounded like a statement, far from a question. His face was expressionless. It made me think of the Japanese slip-mouthed ghost, who would ask if he thought she was pretty, and if you said yes, she'd kill you for lying. If you said no, well, she'd kill you for being such a rude asshole. The only way to wriggle out of possible death was to give a confusing answer. And while she stood there racking her brain, you could make your escape. I stared right back at this man and said, Huh? I made my eyes as wide and as vacant as possible. He scoffed and then repeated, Are you smart? I blinked and repeated, Huh? He got a little closer and said, You look smart. So, are you smart? I shrugged with my palms up 
I literally made the confused emoji pose and squeaked a noise that sounded like Scooby-Doo. He abruptly turned and walked angrily away. I stood for a while watching him, and to keep that same safe walking distance behind him, I did my pocket pat down again, loudly slapping at my pant legs for a minute before I resumed walking slowly, distancing myself even more behind him. I made sure to keep him in my field of vision while I walked the rest of the way down the platform, up the stairs, through the station, up the stairs to the street, finally tearing my eyes away when I saw that my bus had arrived. I basically ran across the street, leapt inside, scanned my fare card, found a seat and sank down. I looked out the window, and to my horror he was walking alongside the bus. He slowed down as he got closer to where I was sitting, and when he was directly by my seat, he seemed to pause for a bit, but didn't look up, and just continued walking. I was tense the entire ride home, and even when I reached my stop, I was absolutely sure he was going to be waiting there. To this day, I'm haunted by the thought of what he'd have done if I'd answer yes, or even no to his question. I guess being haunted is a little bit better than ever finding out.